Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is a pleasure and such a blessing to be with you. Today, we are talking about the name of this message is, Who Am I? What we're looking at today is, what does it mean to be a Christian? And I don't necessarily mean that you said a prayer one time, someplace, and some pastor told you that you would be saved if you did that. I mean, what is it and what does it mean to be a Christian? What does a Christian look like to you? Now, I'm not talking about what you envision other Christians in the world looking like, but what does a Christian look like to you, and how does that relate to your life? If you have a Bible and you're following along with us, please turn to 1 Timothy. We're going to start in chapter 6, verse 12. You see, Paul writes two letters to Timothy, and both of these are in the Bible. Timothy traveled with Paul, and Paul was Timothy's mentor. Paul says here in 1 Timothy 6.12, it says, Paul tells Timothy to fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life for which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. You see, Paul is telling Timothy to stand firm in his faith. This word in Greek, the word fight, actually means struggle. It means a struggle. When we think about a struggle, we think about perseverance, long-term perseverance. As I mentioned, Paul writes two letters to Timothy. In the second letter, Paul writes this while he is in prison in Rome. And he writes in 2 Timothy 4, 7, this is Paul talking about himself, and he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You see, Paul knew that His martyrdom was coming. He knew that he would die for his faith. He knew that he would face the ultimate earthly consequence of him being a follower of Jesus. But what is this race that Paul is talking about? Paul is talking about his faith. He's talking about standing firm in his faith day after day, minute after minute, hour after hour, year after year. He uses the symbolism of a race or of a fight to tell Christians what the Christian life would be like. You know, this is, it is a lot like when we think about exercise and we think about how we exercise our body, it's not a one-time event. Now, our salvation Our justification with God is a one-time event. It is putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And the minute that we do that, we are saved. But once we become justified with God, being made right with God, we start a process of sanctification. And basically, this is our walk as a Christian. And when I talked a minute ago about what does a Christian's life, what does a Christian's walk look like to you? Paul gives us kind of a glimpse in this. When he talks about he has fought the fight, he has finished the race, and he has kept the faith. When we exercise, we don't accomplish exercise by going out and exercising one time. It is a continual thing. It is continuing to persevere. It is continuing to work time and time again. As we know, the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit fills us once we become a believer, once We become justified or made right with God by putting our faith in Jesus Christ. 
Once we do that, we, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit does a work inside of us. When we see from the aspect of being a Christian and, and our walk, we can see our walk of our sanctification. It is the works of the Holy Spirit that happen through us. You know, Jesus said, so when we say, what is, it, what is a Christian life? What, is that, what does that mean? A Christian life is this. Je- Jesus said in John 14, 15, he said, If you love me, obey my commandments. So very simply, being a Christian is following Jesus. And it doesn't mean just believing Jesus and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. It means that you walk in your daily life, day after day, doing what Jesus would do. Doing the things that Jesus did. Now, we're not going to be perfect about this in our life. And that's the struggle that Paul is talking about. That is the, the race, the persistence, the consistency. That when we mess up, we say, I'm not going to do that again, and, and we, we move forward. You know, it reminds me of when I was growing up, and, and, and I've seen this also with, with my children, but when I was growing up, you know, your dad would, he would come home from work and he would take off his shoes. And, you know, being a child, you know, I think all of us can think about this time where we're, where we're a toddler, or we've seen a toddler and they put these big shoes on, right? They try to put the shoes on of their parents and they try to walk in these shoes. And it's, it's interesting. The dad walks around all day. He does work. He doesn't think about needing to concentrate on trying to take, to keep his shoes on or to keep his balance. But when we see ourselves or we see a small child put on the shoes of their parents, be it a mom or a dad, and try to walk, you know, they take a couple of steps and they fall down. And they take another step and then they they fall down. And then they get a little bit better at it. And as they grow over time, it reminds me of a time my, my son now, he wears the same shoes. My middle son wears the same size of shoes that I wear now. And he can walk in those shoes and he doesn't think about having to try to keep his balance when he's walking in those shoes. And that's where we're at. That is what the sanctification process is. It is us following Jesus. When we fall down, which we know that we will, Scripture tells us that all of us have sinned. All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. It also tells us that those of us that say we are without sin are a liar and the truth is not in us. But what we do is we follow Jesus. We do what Jesus would do. That is the process of sanctification is becoming more and more like Jesus every day. That is what we are to do. We are to put his shoes on. We are to follow in his footsteps in our lives. And that will be a reflection to the world. That will be a reflection to everyone that we come in contact with. You see, Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? And in Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Jesus says this, that you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And he says, the second is equally important, to love your neighbor as yourself. He says, the entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And later, Jesus even raises the stake higher. When we think about the life of Jesus 
and we think about what Jesus did, that he was able to lay down his life for all who would believe in him. He says this, this is my commandment, to love each other as I have loved you. That is the great undertaking that all of us must do. We must love the Lord our God. We must do the commandments of the Lord. And we are to love our fellow brother just as Christ has loved us. When we look at our Christian life and we look at following in the steps of Jesus, there's one more important element as a Christian, especially in this time. In the seasons that we are in, in the world today, it is dire that we share the gospel with others. It is the mission of every Christian to spread the good news, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ so that no one is lost. And so that hopefully all can be saved, that all can put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, he he told his disciples, he says, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments I have given you. And be sure of this, that I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You see, Number one, we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. We are to love each other as Jesus has loved us. And we are to share the gospel. These are the three things that Jesus has instructed us to do. So now, as we look back and we reflect on our lives, when I ask in the very beginning, what does a Christian life look like? As many people would say, well, it's solely about salvation. It's about, as I mentioned before, saying a prayer one time. But that's not it. That's not what we do. It's all by the grace of God. So when we look at our life, and we look at what does it mean to be a Christian, it means that we follow Jesus, that we follow the commandments of God, that we share the gospel, and that we rejoice in His return. Because one day, Christ will return. And we don't know that hour, and we don't know that day. But we can look and we can know the seasons. And that is why it is direly important that as Christians, it is our mission, it is our duty to go out and to share the gospel with everyone. So I want to pray for you right now. I want to pray for you and give you, I want to pray for strength in your walk with the Lord. I want to pray for this perseverance. I want to pray that you have, that you, no matter what you are faced with in your life, that you keep the faith, that you fight the good fight, that you finish the race. So I want to pray for you now. But there are some other people out there that have never put their faith and trust in Jesus. And you say, how, how can I be saved? I want to pray for you too. So please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that 
your word is a two-edged sword. We thank you that there is power in your word and that the faith comes by hearing your word. Lord, we pray that you would just give us a measure of faith. You would increase our faith. Lord, we, we want to hear at the end of our lives that we are good and faithful servants and that we have done a good job. Lord, I pray that everyone that is listening to my words, everyone that would acknowledge, yes, I have faith in Jesus, and yes, I want to follow in his steps. Lord, I pray that you would just give us that strength and that faith to finish the race and to always keep the faith. I thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you're still with us and you have never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, I want to tell you what that means. You see, we are all, we are all, we have all sinned, as I mentioned, and we have all fallen short of the glory of God. But because of what Jesus did for us, see, our sin separates us from a perfect and holy God. But Jesus came to this earth. He lived a sinless life. He was tempted in every way, just like you and just like me. But yet he never sinned. He was crucified, died, and rose from the dead as payment for our sins. So that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord is saved. If that's you today, and you say, yes, I, I feel... And, and, and if you're there and you feel that tug and you feel that, that, that feeling that there, there's something here... Reach into that. That is the Holy Spirit tugging on you. I'm begging you and pleading you, put your faith and trust in Jesus and your life will never be the same. Not because it is easy. Because once you put it, once you become a Christian, you, you're, you're entering a battle, you are picking a side in this battle. But because the outcome is very clear. That there is eternal life. In Jesus Christ. If that's you today, please repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and I am desperately in need of a Savior. I believe that you, Jesus, are the Son of God, that you came to this earth, that you lived a sinless life, and that you died and rose from the dead as payment for my sins. I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for saving me. Please forgive me for my sins. And guide me and give me strength and faith all the days of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to tell you this. There is no special or specific prayer that somebody can say that creates salvation for them. It is just an act and a profession of faith that saves us. Our faith in Jesus Christ and the profession of our mouth. If that's you today and you put your faith and trust in Jesus, please reach out to us. Please message us, email us so that we can rejoice with you. And as always, please share, like, and subscribe so that this message can reach more people for Christ. God bless you.